So great to be with you. We have been studying Joseph this Advent season, and I have found the scriptures and the context fascinating. I've also found them very challenging. Especially gripping to me has been Joseph's main trait, his number one issue. Joseph is faithful. That, that's why we called the series Faithful Father. It's why they developed this logo of, of Joseph. That's the silhouette there of Joseph, the faithful father, and this is the newborn stepson, Jesus. Joseph is faithful. In fact, he is so full of faith that Joseph trusts God and does exactly what God commands every single time. Remember, that's where we got the whole idea of the term faithful. Our, our forebears created the term faithful to describe a person who is full of faith, full of trust in God. But over time, a very short time in fact, the, the main result of being full of faith began to dominate the definition. Look, early 14th century, that's when the word faithful was, was coined in English, came through some, some French and some Latin, and it meant full of faith. That's a, a very typical Middle English way to do something. You take full, you get rid of the of, and you put it together. Faithful means full of faith. But in less, by the end of that century, less than 100 years, which is a, a really quick time for how words develop, it, it, it had come to mean reliable. Somebody, somebody who obeys, somebody who follows through. Being full of faith makes you reliable, faithful. That, that's Joseph, trustworthy, obedient, faithful. You, you can see Joseph's faithful obedience in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Let, let me give you the background here. Uh, Joseph has a dream, and through this dream, an angel has spoken to Joseph another series of wild instructions from God, really difficult things God has told him. And I want you to look up here. Why don't you read with me Joseph's response? Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. Let's read it all together. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. That is incredible. I want to be like that. And by God's grace, I can. And by the way, you people help immensely with that. You and I are very blessed to live among such Joseph-like people. To, to illustrate, let me just share two recent stories, very recent. Um, a few weeks ago, a young man became a believer in Jesus here. Uh, he was drawn to the Bible, as usually happens to new Christians. He began to study it with some, some guidance and instruction from some friends in the youth group. A few days later, he was walking out of church, and he placed money in the offering box at the back. And his friend, who'd been helping him read the Bible, asked him, Hey, why'd you do that? And he said, and I quote, Because God says to. A brand new Christian. Just because God says to. That's faithful. That is Joseph-like. Here's another quick story. Older woman a few months ago shared with me that she was really struggling mightily with loving her neighbors. In fact, she said, I just want to be frank with you, Wayne, I hate my neighbor. Um, she just couldn't get over the loudness and the lunacy of these, and she was right, of these people who live next door to her. But then she chose, she made the choice to trust God to engage with God at a deeper level about all this. She began to look at a bunch of scriptures, memorize scriptures, like, like this one. Ephesians 4, uh, verse 32 is one of the ones she memorized and began to really absorb. I'd like you to read with me. You take the underlined part of the text. Read with me on the underlines. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. When my friend began to look at her neighbor relationship that way, when she acted out of her trust in Christ that, that has forgiven her sins, then she was empowered to obey God, 
to love her neighbor. She now makes a conscious choice every day to love her neighbor. It's really beautiful to see. That is Joseph-esque, right? That is following the lead of the remarkable Joseph, where, where trust in God leads to trustworthiness. All right, so let's get, let's get personal about this. How trustworthy are we? How reliable are we? It's one of the great contrasts that is brought out in the Christmas classic, the Chuck Jones adaptation of The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, right? There's the Grinch. These are the contrasts in the story. The Grinch, he is self-centered, right? He is faithless. He's manipulative. He has no fun. The Grinch has no fun at all. And he would never, before his conversion in the story, you know the story, he would never imitate Joseph. Contrast him with Max, right? The awesomeness of Max. Max the dog, so great. Uh, Max is other-focused. He is always concerned with it. He is faithful. Max is obedient. He's obedient even to the nasty Grinch. He always has fun. In fact, even before the Grinch's conversion, Max has a blast, right? And he is very much like Joseph. Which are you, Grinch or Max? Kids, let me just ask you. Kids, let me put it this way. Do you do what you were told to do when you were told to do it? Do, do, you, do you immediately obey your parents and other appropriate authorities? Yes or no? Do you obey? Yes or no, kids? Yeah, maybe. All right, nice. Okay, then let's do a little test. Kids, all the kids, stand up, please. Everybody who is under 21, stand up. Okay, stand up. Come on, stand up. That's good. All right. We're going to play a little obedience test game. It's called Simon Says. You ready? Pastor Wayne's favorite game. Here we go. Simon Says. Now, if you don't know the game, it works like this. You have to do whatever Simon says. You've got to obey. Do what Simon says. Don't worry about what Simon is doing. Do what Simon says. Got it? But you only do it when I say what? Everybody know? Simon Says. If, so, so if I say, Simon Says, touch your ears, what do you do? You'll touch your ears. If I say, touch your nose, what do you do? No, yeah, right, keep on the ear. There you go. Okay, all right, ready? All right, here we go. Simon says, touch your ears. Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch your ears, touch your shoulders. Good. Nice. Yeah, it's okay. Nobody's out. This is like life. You don't get to quit. Come on back in. <laughs> Simon says, touch your shoulders. Simon says, touch your hips. Simon says, touch your shoulders. Simon says, touch your nose. Touch your ears. Good. Okay, now touch your ears. <laughs> Love that one. Okay, Simon says, hands out in front of you. Ready? Simon says, look at Simon at all times. <laughs> Simon says, clap your hands. Simon says, clap your hands again. Now clap them two times. That's good. That's good. You're still in. Simon says, touch your shoulders. Simon says, touch your elbows. Touch your hips. Simon says, touch your elbows. Touch your shoulders. <laughs> That's awesome. Simon says, touch your elbows. Simon says, put your hands on your belly. Make a big belly and say, ho, ho, ho. Give yourselves a hand. That was awesome. All right, be seated. You can be seated. Simon says be seated. There you go. Yeah, that's good. All right, big people. How about us? How are we, how are we obeying God? Are, are, we, are we obeying God or are we manipulating, lying? Um, are we using shortcuts at work or at home instead of doing what is clearly right? Are you, um, are you twisting God's commands so that you can get what you want while pretending to obey Him? By the way, kids, let me just explain to you why it got so quiet in here. Um, 
The grown-ups around you are very uncomfortable with the questions I just asked. You see, what happens is, and I know this sounds weird, but follow me here, kids. Big people get lost sometimes, e- even, when they're, even when they're Christians. You see, we, we start following the wrong guides. Um, it's often because of internal and external pressures. It's almost always fear. Fear plays a big part in this. So does hurt. I mean, you understand that, right, kids? You, you, know, what, you know what it's like to hurt. You know what it's like to be scared. Well, in our pain and fear, what we big Christians do is we sometimes start following other things instead of God's Word. We actually, in a word, we become kind of grinchy. God's instructions don't seem sufficient to us or, or, or sensical to us, so we reject them. Instead of obedience, we manipulate. We, we get confused. We don't intend to become grinches. It just, it just happens. And that is precisely when we need to see examples like Max the dog and Joseph the faithful father. And kids, listen carefully. Quite frankly, that's when we need to see you. Kids who do what's right, because it's right. You see, those examples show us again how to obediently follow the right path. All God's big people said. Pastor Max Lucado explained this really well. He wrote a book called In the Manger. Look what he said. Joseph didn't let his confusion disrupt his obedience. He didn't know everything, but he did what he knew. He shut down his business, packed up his family, and went to another country. Why? Because that's what God said to do. He goes on. What about you? Just like Joseph, you can't see the whole picture. Just like Joseph, your task is to see that Jesus is brought into your part of the world. And just like Joseph, you have a choice to obey or disobey. Because Joseph obeyed, God used him to change the world. Close quote from Max, not the dog, Max Lucado. (laughs) Friends, we should imitate the wise people of every age and we should follow the Christmas star. And in this case, the Christmas star is Joseph. And this Christmas Eve, I think Joseph shines light on two big ideas, two big ideas. For Christians, we need to obey. We need to be faithful. We need to trust God so much that we obey His word. No more excuses. First-time obedience, Max, not Grinch. Amen? And for those who have never believed in Jesus as Savior, Joseph clearly points to a second big idea, which is trust. (laughs) Think about it. You you can't really obey until you trust. Our forebears understood that. That's why they built it into the very meaning of the word faithful. There is one way to live like Joseph, to live like Max, only one way to avoid the grinchy fate that is the human norm, and that is to trust and obey. Earlier in our series, I shared a, um, a story with you. I think it's worth repeating. In, in 1886, uh, Dwight L. Moody was leading a series of big evangelistic meetings in Massachusetts. The, uh, the music director it was a guy named Ira Sankey. Uh, it's actually, he's this guy right here. And Ira Sankey was really impressed one night. They, they had a testimony time where people stood up and shared. And a young man stood up, and this is what he shared. He said, I quote, I don't understand everything, but I'm going to trust, and I am going to obey. Sankey was so touched by that that he, he recorded it, and he wrote it down in a letter. And he sent his letter to a friend of his all the way on the other coast, uh, to John Samus, who was a pastor that had recently left church pastoring and had become a professor at this institution, which we now call Biola University uh, in Los Angeles. 
Samus was so moved by this, as Sankey knew he would be, that he wrote a poem based on it. And the poem begins like this. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Now Sankey liked that so much that he actually put a tune to it and it developed into a hymn. We've sung it a couple times during our series and we're going to do a little snippet of it right now. Stand up, stand up, everybody, stand up. And, uh, and if you would, hold hands. I mean, if Max and the Converted Grinch could hold hands with the Who's, you can hold hands with each other, all right? You ready? Now, we're going to sing this together. It's a very simple tune. If you don't know it, you'll pick it up very quickly, I would think, from the people around you. And it's easier to keep the tune if you swing your hands like the Who's down in Whoville, okay? <laughs> when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. More swinging back there. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go. Never fear, only trust and obey. Very good. Give yourselves a hand. That's beautiful. Now listen, here's the big idea. You can stay up. Stay up. You've been down for a long time. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah, it's good for you. There are very few people who describe trust and obey better than Joseph. That, that is Joseph. He trusted and he obeyed. So should we. Pray with me about that. Father, I pray for myself, and I pray for, for all the Christians whom I know, that we, will, that we will obey, that we will live out who we are by being faithful, reliable, trustworthy, that we will take what you tell us to do, and we will, by your grace, do it. What a change that would make in our lives and in our world. I beg you for that. In, in, in a picture, Lord, make us like Joseph. And Lord, I, I, speaking of Joseph, makes me think of his stepson, Jesus. I pray for anyone studying with me who is not a believer in Jesus, that they will, they will go through their own Grinchian conversion right now, just as I did many years ago, that they will trust God's word, Jesus himself. Friend, listen, you, you are a Grinch. I, don't, I know you don't want to admit it, but you're naughty, and you deserve to be on the naughty list. You do, because you have sin, and God is perfect. So you're, you're, you can't mix those, or perfection becomes imperfect. So to have a relationship with God, you're toast. But God, yes, amen, but God loves you so much that he, he came as God the Son. Irrefutable, unbelievable truth that Jesus is this this celebratory thing, this amazing truth of Emmanuel, God with us, that's what makes this a holy night. Jesus loves you. And just like the Candy King story reminded us, he, he who was totally nice took on all of our naughty sins. It's by his stripes that we're healed. If you trust him, it's all about trust. So if you've never done so, trust Jesus right now. Receive him as Savior. This isn't paganism. There's not some formula. It's a relationship that God, had, that God offers to you. Accept it right now. If you just received the greatest Christmas gift of all time, if you just trusted Jesus as your Savior, everybody else is praying for you and for me, just raise your hand right now. Look at me and let me rejoice with you. Good for you. Amen. Father, we pray for all these who are believers in Jesus.
that we will trust and obey because that makes all the difference. In Jesus' name, amen.